0: All right, it's now our distinct pleasure to be joined by none other than the eighty Carry for SK Gaming, the Twitch God, the Wide People Happy, Crowny, Crown Shot. I don't know, you've got so many names, my friend. Welcome to the show, Crown Shot. Uh, first off, thank you for waking up so early um, to join us on the show. Really appreciate it. Uh, putting yourself out like that to give the people of the world more more Crown Shot time.
1: Uh, thank you for inviting me.
2: The three-word three, three word answer sits down, and, uh, barely opens uh, eyes. Uh, <laughs> no, I it, no, it's I mean, really
1: weird. It's really... I'm actually fine now. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I should be fine now. Be problem. Uh,
2: so I guess I really want to jump in. So mm-hmm. obviously in the context of where we are right now, there's a crazy playoff race mm-hmm. happening. And we keep having this discussion yep. on broadcast. I see it in the community that like SK is probably the first name that uh, people go to when they're thinking about... kind of the last team, if you will, making it into playoffs. And obviously that's built really heavily off of the back of your performance. So I guess I want to start with how (laughs) in preparation for playoffs – Obviously, you have Mm -hmm. to say, yeah, we're going to make playoffs. But I guess I'm just curious how SK feel internally about it. Like, do you guys feel a lot of pressure? Do you personally feel a lot of pressure as kind of like the primary carry for this team? Or is it just like one game at a time, one step at a time, slow and steady?
1: Mm, I mean, I would say most of the pressure comes from myself and the goals I to myself especially after missing playoffs twice and spring which was like pretty much a disaster right um but uh, we kind of said we will take it game by game but obviously playoffs are pretty close in our reach like just a few more wins i guess um and we know we are good enough i would say and i think our read on the meta and all of this is good so but yeah most of the pressure i would say comes from myself and the goals i gave myself
2: Do you mind kind of going into some of those long-term goals that you have, Crownie?
1: Sure. I mean, I even last year, I mean, when I was just a rookie, I guess, my rookie year, um, I believed in myself to be or to have the potential to be one of the best. And um, I have a very, I don't know, like, I, I don't know how to describe it. I just hate being average at something and if I would feel that I I don't have the potential to be the best then I wouldn't like want to pursue it so yeah it's just very personal goal for me to to play against the best players in the world like at words um, against all the like Chinese ADCs and Korean ADCs and and Sven and yeah
2: so I mean naturally um I think it's all, always amazing when our players come on and they're like, yeah, my goal is Worlds. And unlike other regions that will go unnamed, it feels genuine and authentic when our players say it, um, especially when we have so much talent that continues to stay into the region as opposed to seeking opportunities outside. But if you were to look at kind of the the teams that are lined up to go for Worlds, like let's just assume that it's, a G2, a Fnatic, mm-hmm. a Rogue, and a Mad yes. Lions. Which team yes. do you think that SK has the best chance of kind of sniping off if you guys are to get that final seed to Worlds? Like if you guys make the Cinderella run?
1: So, I mean, um, personally, I still think that G2 and Fnatic will make it even though like if, if G2 had lost the draw game, then the conversation might be very different. But um, <laughs> I still believe in like the... The names of of the of the people playing there, and obviously like just because of the massive amount of points they have from um, from from spring, right? I think if, if they make playoffs, they are, have a very good chance of just making it to worlds anyway. And I do think that both teams will make playoffs, and then obviously uh, Medlines are also really high. Um So maybe I could see us like taking Rogue rook spot maybe mm, I, it's it's hard to call like this because
2: it's a hard situation but it's like if you have yeah to pick. yeah
1: exactly yeah I, w- I would i would pick like my trust still goes into g2 fanatic making it uh, because i have seen these players you know um be clutch when it matters and best of fives are much different so yeah yeah that, that would be my call i think
0: i think i think that's kind of where everyone is at like I don't think anyone would yeah. believe Fnatic and G two are going to lose a best of five until they see it happen.
1: Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, everyone you talk to um, is always like, "Yeah, they're they're going to make it. They're going to be fine." <laughs> so
2: I find it interesting though. Always this idea of um, like clutch or knowing that certain players are like the the over-index and the, the faith of like individual performances that when you look at like a roster like G2, people won't sign them off even if the team looks like garbage because it's like, oh, you know, Caps can just have that clutch moment. And kind of then like turning that lens on you, Crown Shot, I think personally... I'm ready to kind of sell SK down the river uh, in terms of making the playoff spot. But then when I think about like individual performers who can have clutch performances to like push SK over the line, I then look at your performances, particularly on uh, champions like your Ezreal, I think is exceptionally good in the league. And so I kind of want to dig into what your, I guess... Personal um, philosophy is about how you think about the game and, and what's important to you. Like when you're in these intense moments where it's like a team fight and you know that you have the difference, are you calling in champions like like give me the Ezreal, I can be the carry? Um, when you're in an intense team fight, are you trying to get all those resources? Like some players, we call them KDA players, will like back down, but I always see you step forward. Like where do you find the confidence for that? How are you thinking through those situations? Like walk me through that.
1: I mean. Mm- Even when I was like years ago, when I was just starting and stuff, I always looked up to players that mm, I always viewed winning lane as like the biggest, biggest important, like to me, creating a lead on your own is the best thing you can do to your team because you are like independent in, in, in creating a like favorable position in the game, I suppose. Uh, that's the way I would describe it. So I always... Valued players who could impact the game like on their own very highly as opposed to players who just kind of, you know, just scaled for teamfights and stuff. And I always enjoyed watching ADCs that had that way of playing. Uh, I mean, I don't think there's any ADC uh, that didn't look up to Uzi's way of playing and like <laughs> the aura that he had around him, right? Um, but for example, now uh, the ADCs I like the most watch are probably Deft and Teddy even though their play styles are a bit different but I think Deft and the way he plays how lane dominant he still is so after so many years it's very like very nice for me to watch and I think this is a style that we play like I'm obviously some of the stats are I don't know like are how like aggressive we play me and limit is very high or like the forward percentage and the CS lead and just the goal difference obviously it is not only by me like Mm -hmm. obviously I'm not the only one creating this lead but I think my philosophy on it does help because even at the start of this year when I had a conversation with my previous coach the idea of the team was to be centered around me and played around me and Maybe that was the idea in the last year too, but it just didn't work out because of different players and maybe different coaching stuff, whatever. But for sure this spring, that was the plan at the start. Um, because obviously we had like a inexperienced roster kinda and all of this. So also t- the way Trick played in Schalke was similar to the way he plays here, like bottom focused. Because he did have upset right, which is who is a very good Eddie Carry, and he also had ignore who's who who is a very good support. So he had like an easy like transition way to play. Yeah, transition exactly. Uh, obviously, it had it's a like, growing pains I think in spring, and we needed to wait for me and Limit to play better together and Limit to get better or like to get more comfortable. I mean, uh, because he did show. Like, yeah, sorry. No, no, no,
2: it's all good. I, I guess I'm just. So, if you are, uh, you know, you want to be the lane-dominant ADC, you want to create your own advantage, yeah. are there certain then-champions, because I have faith that any of our AD carries, especially you, could play any champion, but does this mean that SK as yeah. a team would be less likely to pick up something like Asina, which is not as lane-dominant and creating her own advantages versus something like the Ezreal or the Aphelios or even the Ashes?
1: Yeah, I mean, for example, I didn't like playing fasting Senna in spring for sure, I, 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 because I, when I fought over team and the way the dynamic to us playing, I just didn't feel like this champ would fit us. So there is certain champs that I don't like as much, which I guess every player has like their own biases. But um, now it's more Eddie Carry Senna anyway, so mm-hmm. um, maybe it's not the, as uh, like polarizing or I don't because I remember watching some teams play fasting Senna and it made no sense to me, you know, like a team like T1 putting their uh, hardest carry on on fasting Senna just didn't make much sense to me. But yeah, um, there's for sure some champions, but I think you can play this specific style with a lot of champions. It's just kind of up to player personalities or like who, who is fine with having the burden of, of, being the lead creator and then shot calling around the map and then, you know, creating team fights around them and yeah, I mean, I think also the meta helps us because it's very five v five focused and focused around drakes and there's not like one free ones and this. I mean, I, I know a lot of players mentioned this right, so mm. I think that that does help us for sure.
0: So. As a kind of a final question to, to wrap us up here, Crown Shot, before we let you go and mm-hmm. uh, get back to your exciting day of scrims. Um, so you play Misfits and Rogue this week. And Rogue specifically is the yep. matchup that I want to talk about because you said... <laughs> If it came down to it, if we looked at the expected top four, Rogue is like is like the team that you could, you know, in theory, knock out of the mm-hmm. Worlds race. So mm-hmm. I want to know how does how does SK Gaming, how do you beat Rogue this weekend? Like, what is what is the weakness of Rogue that you guys can exploit without giving away too many strats or too many special picks? Like, how does SK Gaming beat Rogue?
1: Uh, I mean, I just think you need to control, not not give Larson hard carry champions, and then just look to outplay them in team fights and. And that's it pretty much. That's the matter right now anyway. And I mean it sounds very simple but I think yeah you just have to be on the objective first. You have to know your win condition with your team comp and then you just have to play play well. Um probably I will be a, a decently like important factor in the game, or maybe very important. So if I play if I perform well I think things should go well.
0: Yeah, and that's how I see it. I've heard your Twitch is terrible, and they should not ban <laughs> yeah. your Twitch. Rogue, if you're listening, don't ban the Twitch. There's no reason. You me too. Horrible pairing. No reason to ban it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Crownshot, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us um, today. Again, good luck on your games thank this you. weekend, Misfits and Rogue. We'll see if you guys can hold on to third place right now. Um, but in the meantime, yeah, just uh, good luck in the week to come.
1: Thank you.